So Pest World East was in India last year. This year it's in Abu Dhabi, I believe. You yeah. gonna come? No. <laughs> no, I. Uh, you go I'm, to Russia, but you're not gonna go to Abu Dhabi. Yes, I would. I would go there because um, as a kid, I would, would go, go to go Russia. Oh, we know you went to Russia. We don't need to hear why. That was on the last. Why podcast. wouldn't I go to Abu Dhabi? Why wouldn't you go to Abu Dhabi? I don't like them. You leave. I don't, I don't like their culture. I don't like your culture. You probably don't like me, and I don't give a shit. I don't like your culture. Okay. But you know, you go over there, you meet a nice rich woman that's old, you know, on a way out, and then we got some bread. I can go to the Bronx and do that. <laughs> over there, it's almost a guarantee, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but... We'll get you all pampered up. We'll get you a nice haircut. We'll yeah. get you some liposuction, <laughs> some, some, some other stuff, and we'll send you. We'll, we'll, you know, it's in April. You got plenty of time to get prim, prim and proper. <laughs> yeah, but what's the price I gotta pay? It depends on how they, they own it. It depends on if she's from that town in Russia called Uglish. <laughs> Uglish. Yeah. Uglish. Yeah. Also yes. known as Uglish. Uh, nice people there. Yeah, when you're ugly, you have to be nice. Okay. True or false? Some ugly people are pretty freaking nasty. <laughs> And the, and the more they get nasty, the uglier they get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Today, one of our better employees left. Yeah, I know. For, uh, he got a state job. Can't really be mad at him. But part of what we're going to be talking about today is touching on how to keep the good ones. How to keep, you know, retention once again by way of what? Finance. Well, he left, he left, he left for a city job. State. State, state job. job okay, state job. Kind of dangerous. But he's, you know, he's think he's got a hell of a pension, and uh, he's only got to work twenty years. Yeah, the truth of the matter is, he could have made mon- more money here if he stayed at Colony. Once you hit, I think it's twelve years, you have four weeks of vacation. It's a lot yeah. of vacation. Yeah, time. that's too much for you. You're only going to get in trouble. I don't know if I would. Anything say that, over but... a week is definitely too much, except for the owner. You could take a month if you're an owner. Anyway, <laughs> this happens to us. This time it happened at a good time where we lost three different guys at the same time. Why is that a good time? Because it's the end of the summer, not the beginning of the summer. Oh, right. So the end of the summer, at least like at least all the emergency summer pest calls are kind of done. We'll still get some wasp calls and some other ancillary calls, but it's not like what it is from May, June, July, and, and, we, and August. And, and we've done all our, our proactive stuff for the winter. We got all our bait stations all up to date. Yeah. So we say all this to talk about how to really entice people to come work for you, really entice them. What are you offering them? What are your benefits? Healthcare, the signing. I mean, healthcare is a t- hot topic and whatnot. We're not even going to discuss that today. Money, finances, how to grow your own money, 401k. We spoke how about pension. How you can do better as you earn your way along in different uh, levels in the company. And you're just not going to get it. Some people think that, uh, oh, I've been here three months and all they're giving you is $2. One of the biggest things at Colony that I really don't feel employees take advantage of is the 401k plan. It's kind of amazing how all of these finance people try and tell you to set up your financial structure. And I think that you should talk to a finance person that you're comfortable with and go with something you're comfortable with. For me, when I was building my business, I wanted to do everything in the beginning to not have to change as I grew. 
So when I was told, oh, you could you could do a SEP IRA, you could do this, you could do that, my first thought was, what about when I have 10 employees? Oh, well, at that point, you got to do this, you got to do that. I said, well, okay, but you, I want to do that. You was the owner. You could still have a SEP IRA. They could have I started in 03. I set up 401k after I had my first employee for a really long time in 2005. And I set it up for two reasons. One, for myself, of course, to pay into and to have the company pay a portion of and two, for employees to say, oh, uh, this guy's giving me free money, which it's not free money. They worked for it. It's a benefit of the job. You match a certain well, percentage, well, everyone. Wait, let me see if I got this right. They put in $10 and you match it. There's different levels of matching, and this is all with your financial. You're only allowed to match a certain percentage of someone's salary through the, the federal guidelines. But most people do something along the lines of a 3 to 5% salary match. So what that means is if you make $10,000 and you put your 3% away, which is she and quick math, 300 bucks. then the company matches 300 bucks. And that's the 300 free money is what I'm talking so, about. So no, you don't, you're describing that wrong to them. You know, to me, the way I would, I would describe that they're going to get some extra money. It's not free money, free money. You're going to double your money. Double as it. an exterminator thinking back when, or even now, when I started as a technician, if I, you, if I was going to put money into a fund and you were going to double it. Well, well, that's the thing. It depends on how you young, know, and, young yeah. and dumb you are, yeah. right? Yeah. But we try to explain everybody, explain to everybody in the hiring process, listen, if you put $10 away. You can double it. And I put $10 away for you. It's 20 And on top of that, it's in the stock market somewhere. Whatever you decide to do is with the financial advisor. The way we have it set up, they're individual I, accounts. Each guy has an individual account. Each guy has an individual account. And in the sense, so with twenty guys, with twenty guys. Hold on, listen, Hammerhead, pay attention. Everybody has their own account, meaning they get to pick their own funds, and it doesn't affect my funds or someone else's funds. Yeah. But the company for OK overall is is a whole. If that you understand what I'm saying, so it's like leverage. So I have a four hundred one k package worth two point seven million dollars. Let's say right. So I can go and. I could get better better stuff for my employees because of the size of my 401k package, right? right. I could go and I could shop my 401k and say, what are you going to do for me and my employees? How are you going to do us better? That's a lot Which of money. We, we, That's for the it's, whole it's not $2.7 million. I'm oh. saying that because I wanted to see your face. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is it's constantly growing. Yeah. And the more people that get into it, it grows more. And the company puts money into it. But I tell everybody, like for the young guys, I say, listen, this is something you put 1% or, or put the percentage that we match away of your paycheck because we're going to double it and you're not even going to think of it. So there's two different types of ways you can invest that in our 401k plan. We have traditional 401k where the money comes out pre-tax yeah. and then we have Roth 401k, which is post-tax. And depending on your thought process to the future is how you would invest. Me personally, I prefer Roth as to the pre-tax because the waves explained to me was I don't know this is this is almost verbatim I don't know how you feel about taxes but I know no matter what they're not going to be less when you retire at 60 so at least you get most of your taxes out of the way now with a with a Roth 401k Why would they be less when you're 60 income tax is only going to increase from now until the time I'm 60 probably wouldn't you agree yes oh yeah the other thing that I worry about is that you know social security when it first came out you didn't have to contribute to it then you had to contribute to it. But the money would never be used for anything but. You do not have to contribute to Social Security. It's oh, not you? mandatory. 
I'm telling Since you, it's when? not. You don't have to get a social. I'm sorry. You don't have to get a social security card. Yeah, but you which, if you don't have a social security card, how do you contribute yeah. to social security? You don't. It's, ele- it's no, not illegal. You- I'm telling you. I know kids in college. I don't know how it's done. I know kids in college that went to social security administration and canceled their social security. I don't know. But right now, I don't know. If it was legal in 1995, so, 96. So, okay. So anyway. I imagine it's um, still legal now. Uh, so it was supposed to be that this money was for you, and you had to pay into it. And then another, in, in 20 years, 30 years, they changed it. Like, okay, we're going to give it to people that never paid into it. I still pay into Social Security, even though when I get my, that stupid f***ing statement that comes to the house, I'm maxed out. If I'm maxed out, why am I still paying into You're it? You're maxed out for the year. No. When you get that paper that says that you've hit the max level... Like, if I never work again, I receive the max payout of Social Security. What's the max payout now? I don't know. Whatever it is. It's like 2400 or something. Mm, okay. What? You're mad because, like, I actually know what I'm talking about? No, I don't I don't doubt you. I'm trying to bring up a point where you keep cutting me off. So they constantly change the Social Security. I think with the Roth IRA, hey, you paid it. Well, you're not going to tax you again. They want money. They'll find a way to, t- to tax that Roth. I'm not paying them shit until I got to pay them. So you think traditional is better? Yes. Even though I personally know you hold Roth IRAs. No, I do not hold any Roth IRAs. You're wrong. You're wrong. I remember when we talked about doing it with Uncle Tommy. Yeah. And then I told told your brother to do it. And I said Tommy was right, but I did not change. All right. If you say so. so. Back to creating ways and reasons for your... Employees to stay with you. Finance is huge, right? Right? Very. Me and my father mess around in the stock market a lot. My father did something that I think is brilliant. I'll say it on the air. Holy sh! I know. When I was old enough to get an actual IRA account, I think we were 16. Whatever the legal age was back then where you could get, he said, you give me $20 a week, and I'm going to put $20 a week away, and we're going to start this. Uh, it was Vanguard. The first one was Vanguard. Yeah. So I, I had to give him $20 a week, which honestly, at 16 years old, I hated him. <laughs> Much like everything else that he made us do to learn the value of money and how to make money and save money. And when you're young, you don't appreciate it. That account for me right now is is fabulous, considering that this is the account we talked about the other day where you're yelling at me that I got to go change things, and we're going to put it on a calendar to change it. My point is, as an owner... Don't lose sight of this stuff either. You still need to make time for your own finances. My Vanguard and Wasatch and the other stuff that we started when I was a kid or teenager, I haven't looked at or touched aside from creating, putting my kids as the beneficiaries if I pass away. That's like the only stuff I've ever done. And my father, being that he has all this time off, pays attention to the stock market way more than I do and to funds. And he's been at me. It's probably been a year now, right? Right. To change it. So I got to change it. I'm talking about employees and making sure that they're good and that their finances are good. But as the owner, you really got to pay attention to your finances as well. Even even if you just get the stupid app on your phone and, and, and follow everything. I mean, there's an app, there's an app for everything. 2019, I'm going to pay more attention to finances personally. But you do need, go ahead, what are you going to say? I was going to say, it, you know, it brings up a good point in the pest control industry, especially for like the smaller companies. Everybody's out there making money, making money, but they, they don't put their money to work for them. When they save some money, they, they don't invest it. They don't know what to do. I mean, you, you need to sit down and talk to somebody and see what you're going to put this money. You're, way, you're working real hard, no doubt about that. And your money's laying somewhere. 
and it's not working. You got to find a place to put that money and where it can make, even if it only makes 5%, you know, it's 5%. That's, that's 5% more than you had. And over a period of years, if you just let it lie, it's compounding interest that just keeps going boom, bada bing, bada boom. And one day you wake up and you go, wow, that's pretty good. Wait, and yes, yes, stock markets go up and down. You got to be patient. They'll always come back. Now that we have this huge listenership or subscription-based <laughs> company, people actually listening to us, um, we might we might be able to start a hedge fund. Um, <laughs> just in 2017, with, the, with your own personal investments that you invested, because we have this conversation every January. Yeah. For, so in 2017, what was your personal percentage rate earned on your money versus what you did with your stockbroker? I remember the numbers very well. Yeah, I don't even remember. I know Come the stockbroker did 26%, didn't he? That was last year or that's in the new fund? That's the new fund. I remember when oh. you went there and outperformed them and they didn't have any clue what to say. Oh, yeah, to. yeah. I don't even remember. All right. That, but that, I know. That's a terrible pitch for our hedge fund, so let's just cancel that. <laughs> well, Jeez, listen. Suffering. Jesus, Eddie. You have money with a stockbroker. And it's a managed fund. And I know last year they did tremendous, and I think it was 26%. And then there's mother money that I manage, and last year I didn't beat them. I had like 20%. But I have to tell you, I'm not a genius. I subscribe uh, to a guy. Uh, I get a newsletter every month that I read. The reason I like this newsletter is because for 27 years, this guy has listed since 1991 when he started it how much he increased stuff every year. And he put the years when he got wiped out, you know, went down 30% in 2008. To my point, it was all made back in two or three years and then he's been doing, you know, we're up way up since then. Using tools. Gee, okay, that's what everyone right, does. So, yeah, okay. So the, the message here is work hard, but the money you make, use some of it to entertain yourself, pay your bills, the leftovers... I would definitely put into a stock market or, or a, a stock fund. What is a good way to get started investing, either in the stock market or whatnot? What I would suggest is if you're new, I would go into a stock fund. The one that I like is Vanguard. And um, you can put as little as $3,000 there to get started. Unless you're lucky and you have a mom like I had, rest in peace, who refused to put no more than $2,000 into that fund, and I told her, they won't open the fund for you if you don't put 3000 She goes, well, I'm not giving them the money. So I said, well, then forget it. And then she turned around after she thought a while, and she goes, so you put 2000 in, and I put 2000 in, and winner take all. I said, what do you mean by that? You know, whoever lives the longest, like, done. So <laughs> that was how I got my mom into it. So listen, I think we're, we're talking to lay people and where you know you're no longer a lay person when it comes to finances but most people have no clue how to even get there to get their money into a stock market there's a ton of apps should i do primary trade i don't even remember the names because there's been so many mergers but there is a very good app out there that a lot of people i know are using and are it's it's the acorn app i'm not that familiar with it because by the time it came out i'm already entrenched with a stockbroker and this 401k that is managed by someone as well but acorn is something and don't quote me on this but look into it certainly you can do all types of stuff like when you use your debit card or your credit card it rounds everything up and puts it into this acorn account and you go into your acorn account and you pick 
the funds you want it to go in. Every credit or debit purchase you do, if it's three seventy five, it puts twenty five cents. If it's two twenty one, you can pick. I think if it rounds it up to the fifty cent or the dollar mark or whatever. Yeah. This is a good way to start your portfolio and grow from there. The other way, you know, you, you mentioned is TD America. You could go down to TD Bank. Because every time I go in it, well, every time, two or three times I was there, they're like, oh, we want to talk to you about the stock market. You know, go to them and tell them you want to talk to them about the stock market. Maybe they have other funds we don't got to put $3,000 into. I don't know. But if you're going to invest money, make sure it's money that you don't need. Because what's going to happen is, I see this with most, and it happened to myself. As soon as it goes down, like you want to pull it out. Oh, my God, what did I do? Leave it alone. Don't look at it every day. Look at it every, if you want, if you want to look, look every three months. I think that's a great way, though, to 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 start investing. Invest with money you don't care about. You have to. Whatever it is, because, yeah. well, but people don't. You know what I mean? And so this is perfect when uh, you come to work for Colony Pest Management. After one year of working with us, we'll match X amount of percentage of your salary. And that's kind of free money. And like I we'll said- We'll double you, your money. We can absolutely double your money. And then you pick what you want to do with it, and the brokers go over everything. And this is stuff that I'm not well-versed in. You're well-versed in it, but we're not well-versed enough to tell No, they got to go see, they gotta go see well, a that's broker. That's what I'm saying, but because we're not well-versed in, in the sense of explaining you should go into these funds or you should go into that funds. I mean, I when I have conversations with my friends that you know we're relatively young or 10 years ago when I was 30, Whatever, 30. I'm sticking to that story. I was in more aggressive stuff, more aggressive funds where I could take a loss with my 401k, and now I have a better... Um, grasp. Well, not even a better grasp, but I still I have some some of my money goes to more aggressive, some of my goes yeah, you to middle of the way, and play some, a little. Of, some of play. my money goes to somewhere where it's... it's the, the word guarantee never happens in stock market or when you're dealing with finances, but in more guaranteed funds in the sense that they've performed or outperformed and, over the years at right. this rate, and it's almost a guarantee. They have a good track record. There's no guarantee. I mean, if, if, if you know, I go back over my records, some things I bought for $17 a share years ago are now $60 a share. But I bet if you look at those records from years ago, I'll bet it was down to $5 a share at some time. So, you know, you just got to be patient. A rule of thumb, which I don't always follow, if the stock goes down 10%, sell it. I don't really think we ever follow that. I might have followed it once or twice. <laughs> but that, yeah, but at the end of the year when you were looking to do a little bit of a wash in a sense of take a loss. Which is, which is legal. We're talking about guarantees and stuff like that. You always push... The stocks that are, this is like guaranteed money, dividend stocks. Dividend stocks. Right. And so, so what, is, what is a dividend stock? A dividend stock is a stock that is a company, and you, you buy into it. You buy X amount of shares, and they give a dividend every month, every three months, twice a year, whatever it is. You read it before you buy it. So say you had... Um, so basically a dividend is... If you invest, let's say a share is a dollar and you buy a thousand shares, you have a thousand shares and Ooh. the dividend is four five percent, right? Then you're getting fifty bucks annually from right. that company. Exactly. Well, listen, this is the thing that we don't realize is like me, I before 
you know, not everybody understands this stuff. So a dividend stock is when you invest your money in a stock that the stock, remember, the stock could keep growing. That's right. So you put a thousand in, maybe it turns to two thousand. But your dividend Your dividend's still five percent. Right, five percent. And then there's other there's even some stocks where the dividend stays the same on your initial investment. And if the if the let's just so you, again, yeah. you buy a thousand dollars worth, it goes down to nine hundred. Those this doesn't happen that often, but we've had a couple of them where they continue to pay you on your original investment exactly. of a thousand dollars. That's something that you want to also think about as an owner is getting into dividend stocks because the stock's going to fluctuate. Everybody knows stocks fluctuates. Apple currently has um, Apple's probably one of the best stocks we ever bought. Apple currently has a dividend. I don't remember what it is. 1%. Whatever it is. But they have a dividend. Uh, You mentioned a couple. Verizon has one. So you buy into these stocks at a a price wherever they're at now. You kind of know they're going to continue to grow. But you're still getting your dividend. And and you're paying taxes on that. As a younger person, you don't want them to send you the check. You want it reinvested. That's the compound. So what they do with that money, they'll buy more shares in that company. So or you can it, pick another nothing, company. Nothing out of your pocket. You know, you, you, they just roll it over. And over 20 years, I know it's hard for some of you, oh, 20 years from now, they go by pretty quick. Um, when uh, the, I started this company 15 years ago, and it feels like yesterday. Even though when I think back, I've lived what seems like a lifetime, but 15 years goes fast. And now I, yeah. my 401k is 2004, we're already... 2005 let's say so we're already 13 years into the 401k all right so so there you go don't buy all dividend paying stocks you gotta gotta have a little fun with uh i remember i bought mcdonald's i sold it too quick but um yeah these dividend stocks you'd be surprised how much money you can accumulate if you just let them roll over and then when you get to be old like around 75 that's what i plan and uh, you can <laughs> you can start telling them, okay, give me the dividend. I'll take the dividends now. You're still not taking dividends. You're no, not. No, you're that, not that still part re- was a lie. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, it wasn't a lie. It was just. Bullshit. Right. Ed Sheehan's biggest statement in my entire life, which I don't really subscribe to, is "live beneath your means." Right. I get it. I understand right. it. The only time I ever live beneath my means is when I'm in war mode or acquisition mode. And then that's when I cut off all fun time stuff and uh, money and get into and just make sure that I have a war chest or whatever you want to call go it. Go to the mattress. To pay for everything. Yeah, go to the mattresses, whatever because you want to say. this <laughs> is the business we have you chosen. You can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, I know how to do it. I've done it. Uh, when my second when my second child was born, Avery, there was a whole plan on what we were going to do, and their mom was not going to work, and we were going to be nine months, and I was really going to be the, the sole, sole, breadwinner. sole breadwinner in the house, and we were, I was going to have to take on health care expenses and everything. I knew this three months into the pregnancy, and that was it. From three months into the pregnancy to the time their mom went back, we, we went to was a that, different lifestyle. Was that the time you were down on the, on the Bowery Mission? I don't think I've ever been to Bowery Mission unless it was to look for bed bugs. <laughs> it's a good thing to think about. Like when bills get too high, live beneath your means is a very good thing to think about. You make 10000 live at 8000 because the, the best thing that's ever been explained to me Explained. You heard that? Wow. The best thing that's ever been explained to me was you could make $100 million, but if you spend $101 million, you're broke. And that's that's a true statement. 
You're 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 broke if you spend 101 million dollars and you make 100. As a man from Barry, Italy once told me many many years ago. Oh, I know. It doesn't say. matter how much you make; it matters how much you keep. Yeah. So we could talk about finance all day because it's something that we love to talk about and love to think about and figure about figure out how to make more money. I'm sure, you'll hear another podcast about this. There's a lot of new ways and old ways to make your money make you money. And the idea is to just pay attention to it. When are you going to come and uh, go over your finances with me? November. I, November. Oh, okay. So November. Because, listen, I'm doing a lot of traveling here. I'm trying to make the business grow. I'm trying to make myself. This is the conversation that I think a lot of owners <laughs> tell each other. But I'm traveling a lot. I've already. Me so, too. I've been. I've been traveling. You, you're traveling for fun. I'm not traveling for fun. I'm traveling it's for money. Job. It's a job. No, no, no. Every piece of traveling that I've done since September and will do till the middle of January is only to better the business and make more money. And it's not a good excuse because I we could FaceTime even though I see enough of your face and I'm sure you see enough of my <laughs> face. Yeah. I say November because I have about three weeks in November where I'm at where I'm actually in New York, and it's probably the most time I've I've been in New York in one month. So I say November. Okay. So so, so we're gonna sit down. We're not gonna f around. We're not gonna joke around. We're gonna sit down, jump bring on. Your, bring and all the papers with you. The papers, the papers. There's no papers, bro. I'm online with it. Okay, fine. So we'll look so at So get it. your glasses, get yeah. your online glasses, yeah. and we'll go online. And then I have, you know, there's gonna there's a correction in the market right now. How big it's gonna be, I don't know. But there's there's certain funds that would if they lose them, they're gonna lose they're gonna lose a lot less than other funds. That's fine, I'm in. Okay. That's what that's what uh that's what I'm uh, <laughs> that's what I'm looking at right now. Thanks. You're welcome. So, once again, thank you for listening to Colony Confidential. People keep telling me, when are you going to go on YouTube? When are you going to have video? When are you going to do this? And I'm like, do you know who the f my father is? He yeah. needs to be edited and deleted constantly. <laughs> so nothing is going on TV. They're like, nah, but bro. Somebody said to me, and you can't make this statement up. All the podcasts I listen to, I watch. <laughs> And I was like, say that again? And he was like, yeah, all the podcasts I listen to, I watch on YouTube. I'm like, so you're watching a TV show, kind of. You're watching people talk on radio. He's like, yeah, all the podcasts. And he kept saying it. All the podcasts I listen to, I watch. I mean, yeah, this doesn't sponsor us. We'll, you know, start sponsoring us. We'll get on TV. We'll, we'll, get, your, we'll get your stuff popping. Yeah. Until then, you just got to listen to our voices, as wonderful as they are. Well, uh, this is Ed Sheehan. I want to thank you for listening to Colony Confidential. I want to thank everybody that left their ratings on iTunes. We have about 53 ratings. We have a ton of comments. If I don't get to your comment and thank you, I just I thank everybody that's done it. Um, it, it this has been a wonderful process for us, but we have five-star ratings. Uh, must listen, Hand Hand 12, fantastic collection of podcasts, which are a must listen for you. Silment 1. Excellent. The best thing on my iPod, always compelling, always interesting. Mr. Johnson Cowlie. This is the best podcast comparing to other podcasts in the market. Keep it up. Davis OCSH2. Really enjoy the podcast. Lots of info and think they are great. 
there's a ton of them here. I, I just want to thank everybody, everybody that's been hitting us on social media, telling us keep up the good work. We appreciate all your feedback. People have given us positive and negative feedback. And when I say negative, just negative and some people have just been JOs about it. A lot of good things in store. Look for our shirts that say We Bug New York on the back. And that's right. You know we do bug New York. So thank you again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and review. 